How's it going, my dreamers of the day? Welcome to the podcast where I share with you my travel and life experiences to open your mind and help you find fulfillment for your life. Today, I'm your host, and I also have a co-host with me today. Ian, you want to say hi? Hello, everybody. Uh, we're very excited to show share with you this little experiment we had over this past weekend. A lot of stuff happened. Yep, and uh, kind of like he mentioned, today I will be doing an episode about the first travel experiment I did in St. Louis, Missouri. I'll be covering how I got there, accommodations, things we did, and then food and water. And uh, I'm definitely excited to share my experience with you guys. But uh, first, I'd like to mention, you can also find me on social media. The link for the Facebook is in the description, and I also have my blog up now. And I'm in the process of developing a YouTube channel and working on Instagram and Twitter. Please consider following these as you can find more information about my travels and reach out to me with any questions you have concerning the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please let me know by writing a review on our podcast platforms and following me on social media. All right. Other than that, let's get into the episode. All right. So the first thing I would like to cover is uh, is travel, how I actually got there and uh, transportation, how I was getting around. So I actually did it probably one of the harder ways you can do it. But uh, a lot of backpackers actually do it this way. And it, it's uh, hitchhiking. So I actually hitchhiked from Carbondale, SIU, where we've been going to college, all the way to uh, all the way to St. Louis. And I didn't really have any problems. I'm sure some people thought I was a little crazy, but you know, that's probably gonna be every backpacker. Because uh, when you break outside of the societal norm, people people think you're weird because you don't understand how you're not doing the, the nine to five or why you don't have to go to work every day and and live what's deemed the normal life, what's deemed the American dream. And uh, really, sometimes for some people, that's a, that's the American nightmare. I know yeah. it was uh, for me. And uh, the fact that you're able to break free from that. Some people aren't always comfortable with it. So especially when I was hitchhiking, uh, I did get some of those looks of uh, what the hell are you doing, for sure. But uh, the, the trick with hitchhiking especially, and uh, even with backpacking as a whole, is you got to be you got to be confident and that confidence is key. Networking is key. Those two are going to get you very far as a backpacker. But uh, anyways, how my hitchhiking went, my transportation, um, I left Carbondale. I made it all the way to the local town of uh, Murfreesboro, which wasn't too far. I got a ride from uh, one of my first hitchhikers or one of the first people to pick me up. He dropped me off downtown Murfreesboro. And uh, I walked outside of Murfreesboro. I had a little trouble with the cop, but that was only because there was a city ordinance stating that I couldn't hitchhike, which uh, you you got to check those regulations and stuff. Um, sometimes, sometimes, oh God, some towns will allow it. I don't know, I was stuttering, sorry. Uh, but others won't. That's the case that I had with Murfreesboro. So really, all I had to do was walk outside of the city boundaries and I was fine. I continued on my journey. I probably got picked up by five different groups of people. It got kind of hard when I got to the highway, which I actually thought it was going to be easier because I'd cover a longer distance. And I did, but uh, it's harder for people to stop on the highway because you're going 75. And so not everybody's going to pick you up, especially if it's uh, not accommodating for them. If, if it's harder for them to get you, they're not going to get you. But uh, yeah, I made it all the way. Uh, I got to see the Mississippi River for probably one of my first times, so that was also cool. Well, hold on. Uh, I wasn't actually there for this part. 
So he did this entire thing without me. I had to finish up classes, so I gave him the challenge to go and try and get there before me. So, um, so by the time I had finished uh, classes, I was actually going to pick up with him. He was only like an hour away from St. Louis. So what, what was it like? How, what were the people like who picked you up? Do you want to talk about each, each one that picked you up? Yeah, so uh, the people varied for sure. Uh, but I think the common theme with all of them was they were very interested in what I was doing, what my story was, why the heck I was out there with my thumb up and a cardboard sign. So I got a lot of questions for sure from everybody, but everybody was also super nice. And uh, I didn't have any problems with anybody. And uh, there were some people that would actually come up to me and hand stuff out. Like when I was trying to hitchhike on the highway, uh, there was actually uh, a nice lady came out, gave me, uh, I think it was probably a water, uh, some pasta salad and uh, some food. So that was nice. And she actually gave me some money too. So in that aspect, it's it was pretty good. Nice. So that was transportation. Like he said, Ian had classes most of the day. So I actually left pretty early, what, probably noon or before noon? I think it was a little before noon. I left a little before noon and got there probably around 5. So it's definitely not a convenient way to travel, but it is the most cost-effective because hitchhiking doesn't cost anything. That's true. And by the time I got to St. Louis, we actually pretty much got to St. Louis at the exact same time. Jake beat me by a few minutes because I didn't know how to get to the Ark because the, the highways and, and roads on St. Louis are crazy. So it took me a while to get there. But yeah, we pretty much got there around the same time. When I, I left, I got there two hours. It took you about... Probably five. Five hours, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm still impressed that you even got there before me. Yeah, so it's like you said, it's very possible. But if you're looking for a, a faster way to get around, you're definitely going to want to get a car or a plane or something that actually has an engine. <laughs> Walking can be a, a little inconvenient, but it's still 100% possible. Because uh, like you said, I didn't make it all the way. I don't really have any problems besides uh, the one cop in the one city. But that was a city ordinance. and Very understandable. He uh, he didn't have any problems. He just let me continue on my journey. So That's uh, that's that's transportation. I don't have much else to say transportation-wise unless you do. No, I don't have anything transportation-wise. <clears throat> all I know is once we got there, you looked really, really... Uh, complete like you uh you looked uh content with uh, with yourself yeah i was i was very proud of myself i didn't know if i was actually gonna make it all the way because uh i was walking on these massive hills down this long ass road that went all the way into the horizon where i couldn't see and there was one point where several cars passed me and i didn't think i was gonna get another ride so it was discouraging at some points, but the fact that I made it there was more than worth it. And uh, I, yeah, I, I would say I was content. Uh, the original expectation was just for him to get as far as he could, and then I'd pick him up on the way there. But he 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 beat me. He he beat me there, which was incredible. Like I was really impressed. I did. Uh, I did fall asleep in the one guy's car. So. <laughs> I'm glad uh, I could trust him and that he didn't do anything bad. 
Yeah. So that, that was another thing. Good, but, uh, good thing you woke up in the right place. Good experience. Yeah. So it, it, nothing went wrong. But that was a lot of walking. So I was a little fatigued too. But I did make it. So. Yeah, and we and you set up camp at the ark. Yeah, I hung my I hung my hammock up in the trees by the ark. Had a nice view of the river and the arch as I was eating the, the food and drinking the water that I got all, got all for free. So, yeah. so you got a good head start for the experiment. You you made some money, and you had food uh, to get you through the first day. Yep. As far as all that stuff, it went uh, it went pretty well. So that's that's transportation. Uh, what else do we want to get into? Accommodation. Mm, well, we can talk about the first uh, experience of the the first experience we had on the day of arrival. Okay. Well, what were what were your major thoughts once we got there? Uh, parking is hard in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> there's not many places to park, and there's not many places you can trust to park if you can park there. So what well, I ended yeah, up yeah the huge you know, difficulty of trying to find a free parking spot yeah and not only free but like a safe way to park so that my hubcast wouldn't get stolen or anything like that so what I actually ended up doing was parking so close to a fence that my hubcaps could that my car and the wall did not have enough room for anyone to fit to remove my hubcaps <laughs> so I just made it incredibly inconvenient and my car was untouched by anyone so. That's a tip for anyone trying to park in St. Louis. Yeah, so if you're bringing your car and you're getting there with an engine like that, then uh, definitely make sure you figure all that stuff out ahead. Yeah, find a place to park. And but, uh, don't always expect to be able to park everywhere for free. Right. That's another thing. Yeah, a lot of places you will get towed in St. Louis. Like, they don't mess around. But I didn't have that problem. So anyway, Jake did not have that worry. <laughs> So that was good for me. Uh, but continuing with uh, first thoughts or, or our thoughts on the first day, we uh, one of the activities we did for the first day was uh, we actually went to this rooftop pool. That was pretty cool. It was a, a nice view yeah, had a over the view. city skyline. Had a great Got to see the, yep, the sunset over the arch. And uh, that, that was just amazing. So that was a, a really good way to, to calm down. After all my traveling for the day, that was really convenient. I was at this really fancy hotel called The Four Seasons. Right. Yeah. And, yeah uh, that was a nice view. Yeah. We uh, we met a backpacker. That was pretty cool. He was actually one of the workers. Yeah. The backpacker, we were telling the backpacker our story. I mean, uh, we were telling the worker our story, and he told us that he was actually a backpacker as well. And that uh, he had at one point been backpacking uh, in St. Louis, and then he knew of a hostel. Yeah, because we were looking for a place to stay, and we were just hanging around the hotel. And so uh, he he, he kind of he was trying to point us in the right direction, but the hostel that he had stayed at uh, no longer exists. Yeah. Uh, so we couldn't find the hostel. It was too late to couch surf. So we we kind of had to cheat a little bit on the first day. Uh, we just slept in Ian's car, but uh, I don't have any problems with that because uh, well. I mean, besides the fact that it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable, but like rules-wise for my experiment, I told myself I, I obviously couldn't pay for any accommodation. That that was kind of cheating, but I don't count it because 
if we had stayed at the hotel, we probably would have been fine. Yeah. What a yeah, that was that was Friday. Friday went pretty well. Now let's get into uh Saturday. So initial nice. thoughts of uh of, of Saturday. Uh waking up in the car Saturday. I was very cold, incredibly sore. I wasn't cold. I was cold. Jake didn't bring a blanket or any jackets or anything. I had brought a jacket and uh, I used a blanket that we already had in the car. I did have a blanket and uh, in one of my backpacks, so so I was able. To yeah, that's out. true. But it wasn't it wasn't a heavy blanket. It wasn't nearly enough. Yeah, it was it was a breathable <laughs> blanket. So uh, I, had, I ended up having to turn the car on a few times for for uh, Jake so he wouldn't you know die of hypothermia. <laughs> So we woke up kind of cold, but uh, as the day carried on, it uh, the sun rose, everything got warmer, so yeah. we were pretty pretty much fine. Um, as far as food, that morning we had uh, we had walked around to a few hotels, and uh, we were able to find one that uh, had some free coffees. So we got a coffee, and then we went to one that had a, a free breakfast thing, and we were able to get some breakfast, all for free too. So it went pretty well. Yeah, that was really nice. Uh, I wasn't expecting uh, to be able to get food that easily, um, but it was uh, it was nice. It was it was a good way to wake up. Yeah, for sure. So my thoughts were pretty opposite to what actually happened. I thought food and water were going to be a hard thing to figure out, and that accommodation was going to be pretty easy. But it was actually the opposite. We had a pretty difficult time figuring out accommodation, but then food and water came pretty naturally. Like I said, uh, people on the road gave me some food and water. So I had that. I got the money from the one lady. And then we went to all these hotels and uh, we were able to get free breakfast. I think water was the easiest to come by. I mean, we live in the U.S. Water is pretty readily available. If you just bring a water bottle or two. I brought actually about five water bottles. I overprepared because I thought water water would be a, a difficult thing to come by. And I drink a lot of water. So I brought a ton, and every time we found a water fountain or a bottle refill station, I just refill all of them. Yeah, I was going to say, that was one of the first, or uh, not one of the first things I noticed, but a huge thing I noticed was that even during COVID, there were still a lot of water fountains open in, uh, in some public places. So I only had one water bottle, and I think uh, it was somebody on the road that actually gave it to me. So if he hadn't given it to me, I would have had no water. But I got that water bottle, and I just kept refilling it throughout the weekend at uh, all these different public water fountains and stuff. And I even brought a water filter. So I was able to filter some water oh, yeah. in, uh, in different scenarios. So, and as far as that water was pretty easy to come by. So, yeah. Uh, but like you said, we do live in the U S so it's easier in the U S and I'm sure it's going to be in, in hotter climates and, uh, and probably some poorer countries. So yeah. when it gets to that point, I'm going to probably have to figure out something different. But uh, as far as here, that turned out pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up hiking around St. Louis, uh, visiting different parks and uh, uh, places around St. Louis, which was really cool. Uh, what, did, was it Saturday we went to? Yeah, we went to the City Museum as well. Yep, we went to the City Museum, and uh, I had some money. It only cost probably $12.00. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't remember. It wasn't too bad. It was a nice. It was too bad. But it was more than worth it because that museum is absolutely insane. 
Uh, there's a literal cave system inside of it. There's slides and staircases and uh, walkways that go all which way. Uh, if I had ever brought a kid there, I would have a heart attack because the, you could probably get so lost in that place so easily. It was insane. I, it's never been, unlike any museum I'd ever been to. They had wire tunnels that like went 50, 60 feet into the sky where you're just suspended by steel wire. That's all uh, inter intertangled and intertwined together to create a tunnel through the sky. And it's just crazy. They had uh, different stuff up there, like planes and cars just suspended in the air. It's really crazy stuff. Yeah, for sure. And uh, sorry, I was moving around. So that's what that background noise was. But uh, yeah, like you said, this museum was more than worth worth the money. And uh, it was it was crazy, for sure. I, I had looked up pictures of it on the web before my before our initial stop there. But uh, those picture, pictures were to shame. Yeah, they once did not, actually did not, got there. Did not do justice. It had like 10 story slides, uh, aquariums, with a bunch of cool fish, like tunnels that you can get. And the museum's not days. even complete. Yes, they're still under. They're still working on it. Still adding more uh, attractions and working on. If uh, you can call it a museum. Yeah, I don't understand how it's like even a museum. Like where? I mean, I guess there is some. Uh, there were artifacts. like a couple plaques and and signs. And there's, there's was some art. There was art galleries there too. Yeah, there were. Art, there were art galleries. That was pretty interesting as well. Yeah. There's like pieces that they said were like priceless and like millions of dollars, which is insane. Yeah. Me. It was a modern art museum. So for me, a, a classic person, I didn't understand half of it, but it was still pretty cool. I thought the artworks were incredible, especially the the, the paint, the glass plane layered uh, sculptures were insane. I, I, yeah, it was definitely cool. It's really hard to comprehend and incredibly beautiful to look at. And uh, we actually asked, asked one of the workers about the history, and the history too was pretty cool. It's actually a shoe, a shoe, yeah, a shoe factory originally. So a lot of the shoots and stuff that they used to throw the shoes down were turned into slides. Yeah, they repurposed and the shoots into slides. So I found that pretty interesting. I don't know how safe that is with the early 19th century slides i don't understand like how they're allowed to do everything that they do with children like there's literal cave systems down there that you can get lost in oh yeah that are sure. like there's they get to a point where they're only like two three feet wide and like a foot high you can hit there's there's places where you can hit your head at every single turn now don't get me wrong i had so much fun in that place was, but i i'm confused as to how they're functioning with all that possible danger I know. I get crazy. There's so many kids running around. But uh, yeah, that was the city museum. The city museum was one of the things we did. Uh, we also went to a, a cool war memorial. Uh, we did, went, which had a lot of history about St. Louis during the World Wars. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, St. Louis apparently had a lot to do with manufacturing the the weaponry and the aircrafts and stuff that they used for the war effort, and. Uh, as far as that aspect, uh, that museum too was pretty cool, and uh, the memorial was beautiful. There were fountains and flags and stuff honoring all the veterans who had died from St. Louis in the World Wars, and uh, lots of history there. That was pretty cool. Uh, we had been walking around most of the day, and they had a little movie theater, so we sat down and watched the movie for a little bit, charged our phones. 
recovered from the the hot sun and all the walking. The sleep. Yeah, the sleep deprivation. I, I, don't, I don't know. I got some sleep, but not not enough. It wasn't nearly comfortable enough for me, but... A bad, a bad night of sleep is equivalent to working out for, like, a few hours straight because I was more sore sleeping in an uncomfortable positions that night than I had been after, like, a full intensive body workout. Yeah, for sure. Like, even now, I'm still feeling it. And this is, like, two, three days afterwards. Yeah. So the War Museum was, was pretty cool. Uh, we also went to a, a modern art garden. Remember yeah, that? yeah, we went to, like, a little That was pretty park. cool. I like that one. That one was outside, though. And uh, they had this cool amphitheater made it all all out of stone. They had, a, they had like, a TV screen that uh, had a camera that I showed people walking by on the sidewalk. Yeah, messed around with that for a bit. Recorded some funny funny uh, videos. That was fun. Got some cool yeah. pictures. Yep. So I think the the garden was pretty cool too. And then we also did some stuff that we didn't go inside of. So we actually saw the the Catholic cathedral there, which is pretty famous. Um, I saw it at least. I don't know if you noticed it. And then uh, we also walked by the, I think it was probably the old state capitol. But, uh, oh yeah, you know that. Or, or one of the, the courthouses. Yeah, that was cool. It had a like a lime green dome or something. Yeah, the dome was sick. That was pretty cool. Not as cool as the one that we we saw in Springfield. We did a different trip to Springfield, but uh, that one was pretty cool. And then uh, we also took a stop in the St. Louis Public Library. And uh, yeah, I did. Do that. I went in there to cool down because I was dying from the heat and to get some water. But uh, I walked past some history stuff, and uh, the library itself had a colorful history. And uh, the architecture in the library was pretty cool. So, uh, I don't know. That's that's all I remember us doing on, on Saturday, at least. I don't know if you remember anything else. Yeah, no, I think that's good for Saturday. Um, I do have one thing else to mention for Saturday. Uh, accommodation was hard, again, because... Yeah. We didn't contact our couch surfing people nearly or nearly early enough. Yeah. We reached out to like probably 10 different people to couch surf and uh, none of them were able to host us. And I think that was largely due to be largely due to how late we had contacted everybody. So if you're going to couch surf, like we tried to definitely contact your, your host a lot earlier yeah, in like the day, at least the day before maybe during breakfast when you're you're getting ready for the day that way you find somebody and then the rest of the day you can just spend doing whatever you want although a lot of people on couch surfing will not uh, accept same day requests so try and do it at least one day yeah for sure even even before you do that so i i think another good idea would be if you know you're going to go into a city to look up the people in that city before you actually go there so that you know where you're going to be able to stay. Right. And you can figure that out well beforehand because accommodation, like I said, was a hard one for us. And so you're we're definitely have to make a, a more conscious effort in that aspect. Or at least I said we were. I yeah. need to. You're not going on the trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing a trip, but if I ever decide, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. So I probably will be doing stuff like this in the future. Obviously not on the same scale that Jake's going to be doing. But um, I definitely 
we'll keep this in mind for any future plans like this, any future uh, travel hiking plans with little to no money. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, Saturday night too, we uh, we did walk by the the Bush Stadium. And uh, I don't know if you guys know what that is, uh, but that's where a lot of the Cardinals fans are. The Cardinals are. team, yeah. That's like the Cardinals stadium. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but it started getting later in the night. We walked by a concert, and then that was pr pretty much the last thing we saw before heading back to the car and realizing that we didn't want to spend another miserable night sleeping in it. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, we ended up uh, – calling the adventure short because we were super sore and uh, accommodation was super hard to come by. So uh, it's just really good knowledge for us. That's what the experiment was meant for. So now Jake has a good idea of what he's going to do for his future plans. And uh, maybe if we have time, we'll go on another experiment as well. Yeah, right. And like I said, this is the first travel experiment. So I don't expect everything to go perfectly. And uh, it, it sure, it, it definitely didn't. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say that much. But uh, what I've learned from this one, at least, is uh, accommodation is huge. Yeah, uh, it's definitely possible, though. Yeah, it is definitely possible. Accommodation, though, I think I'm gonna have to figure out definitely a lot earlier than we did. Right. So that was a major lesson. I'm sure it'll change depending on different countries and different scenarios. Might be harder to get food and water in different countries than it would be in others. Right. Oh, we forgot to talk about uh, earning money on your trip. Yeah, so uh, I tried to street perform a little bit on, on Friday night when we got there. I did some like drumming because I used to be a drummer. Yeah. And I thought it would come back naturally to me. Uh, it wasn't bad. Like, uh, like <laughs> it, de it definitely wasn't as good as I thought I was going to be. So at the beginning, yeah, you were definitely rusty. But uh, towards the end of it, you were doing pretty well and i was gonna the plan was that i would donate some money to him and then hopefully that would get other people to start donating but um they're actually filming something at the arc where you were performing and they had to have you relocate yeah and uh i don't I didn't feel like doing it again so really that was the extent <laughs> of my street performing and trying to get money so, so yeah but, but um, that's also why i'm doing all of this freelancing stuff so uh like i said support the podcast support uh the blog everything you guys do in that aspect also helped me to get money so yeah. all your support goes straight back into jake's uh efforts and travels yes for sure so any way you guys can help me with all this stuff is greatly appreciated and uh, as far as earning money half of it's really with my content creation stuff and the other half is god knows what <laughs> so if i can have my my freelancing for sure I, I can count on my freelancing then uh that's one thing yeah so um overall we uh we definitely learned a lot accommodation is huge and uh i think it's definitely possible because we did it without mon any money at all and jake is definitely not starting with nothing he's uh making efforts to sell all of his uh yep possessions. i yep i will be selling all my belongings so if anybody's listening knows me personally you can go to my my personal facebook page if you, if you know my real name, sorry, it's not actually Jacob Drake, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm trying to sell all my stuff. I'm probably going to get a part-time job once I get back home and, uh, balance that with researching. So I won't be starting completely 
on my own, like you said, I plan to have anywhere at least from 6,000 to 10,000 on me if I need it. But if I know I can survive like I did this weekend pretty well without it, then I'm not going to use it. If any of you find Jake on the streets, don't mug him. <laughs> I'm going to need to get a, a, he needs a credit account. You. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need to get a credit account anyways. Forget that God knows what to expect. That, forget that you heard him say that he's carrying money on him. Yeah. No, I have no money, guys. I'm actually doing this flat broke. You uh, don't need to tell anybody. <laughs> but yeah, he is He is going to have uh, some a little bit to fall back on if he needs, um, if he's struggling to find food or a uh, place to stay. Yep, I will. But like I said, this is travel experiment one. We will be doing more. If I'm able to, I actually want to do a, a week trip from Texas to Florida. And one, one person recommended that I do that because it's a week long. It's not a weekend. It's a lot harder to survive for a week than it is for a weekend. And the distance I would be covering is definitely a lot bigger. But not nearly as much as I, I'm going to be covering on my backpacking trip. So I think I'm going to do that if uh, if I'm able to, depending on how things go. But, uh, yeah, I, I might do another weekend trip with Ian. Yeah. But, um, we'll see. This one went pretty well, but it's definitely a learning experience. And, uh, yeah, unless you have anything else to say, get right into the conclusion. Uh, I do not have anything else to add. I just thought it was really fun. That it was. <laughs> All right, let's get into the conclusion. All right, we'll wrap this up, and next week we'll have another episode on a travel subject, and I definitely think you'll find the next, next episode interesting. But uh, as usual, I'd like to give a shout-out to Anchor, the podcasting service that's been a miracle in making this episode, as I really couldn't have done without it. If you guys have ever wanted to create your own podcast, this is a great service to do that, and I highly recommend it. Uh, more importantly, Ian, thank you for doing this episode with me. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, I'd also like to give a shout-out to you guys as the listeners of the podcast as we continue to embark on it, and uh, all of you guys have, have liked and been following on the social media platforms. And I actually want to give uh, a lot of shout outs to uh, some people that have liked the Facebook page. So let me find the bottom of the bridge here. There were a lot of you. And I'm glad to see you. Everyone on the Facebook page better be following this podcast and you better pay him money. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You do whatever you want with your money, but you should pay it to him. All right. So, uh, <laughs> This is the bottom of the list. Uh, shout out to uh, Jonah Bass. And sorry if I butcher your guys' names. Uh, Matt Crow, Links Riser, Jim Holloway, Adam Katnick, Jacqueline Aradet, Robert Carpenter, Keith Durso, Laura Bozidavravic. Sorry. <laughs> Michaela Montani, uh, Wendy Winklin, Caitlin Horton, Jeremy Ramos, Hope Cassell. Jaina Bartlett, uh, Ari Katner, Brady Kubelieber, Sue Fraser, Chloe Hardy, Tara Grew, Megan Carrier, Kimberly Hofeld, Jacob Minkus, Jane Hunter, Kim Kramer, Vicky Fugman, uh, Kenzie Rapetta, Laura Caravu, Tony Romero, Jennifer Mestas, uh, Katie Mickle, Michelle. Michelle. Butchering Brady's name. It's Brady Kyerly, bro. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm I'm sorry guys. <laughs> I know I'm probably butchering some of these. Uh Michael Gibbony, 
Andrea Bias, Joe Ross, <laughs> Michael Hubbicky, Hannah Ruth, Judy Payne, Carrie Zabrin, Brad Bradley, Bridget Ulmark, Bonnie Subramoni, Cheryl Robinson, Donna Henrique, Kathy Ortiz, Rex Slomka, Corey Dye, Casey Millen, Lisa Swan, Tristan Ashby, Richard Spearing, Cheyenne Paul, Dylan Donnelly, Tammy Simmons, Dawn Stern, Dave Wakestone, Michael Hughes, Morgan Perkins, Larissa Hooper, Carly T Carly Telemma, uh, Kim Natalie, Braden Pierce, Wally Marshall, Cassidy Meyer, uh, Joe Zanino, awesome, Freemasons podcast, uh, Timothy Oitman, Jordan Furland, Shane Paul, Tyler Clark, Jessica Lynn, Frankie D, Cindy Dean, Michael LeBorn, Zebulon, Frank Francis Dean, and Deborah Thomas. Uh, a lot of family in there, and uh, thanks, guys, for supporting me. So that's everybody. Uh, all that being said, thanks, guys. Be a dreamer of the day, and have a nice week. All right. Carpe diem.